This episode of the Lead Machine Growth Show is brought to you by Lead Machine, the step-by-step tech easy system for getting leads online. Are you ready to start attracting your ideal audience right away? Join the five-day Lead Magnet Magic Challenge today at www.getleadmachine.com forward slash magic. Say goodbye forever to struggling with lead magnets and say hello to getting your offer seen by your ideal clients. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show, where you will discover how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Paul Guyen, the mastermind behind the Lead Machine, introduces you to trailblazers who inspire you to implement life-changing solutions and systems you can model to nurture your leads and get your offers seen by your ideal clients who will invest in themselves and you. Be sure you visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, tune in and get ready to transform your vision into reality. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show, where passion meets entrepreneurship and dreams become reality. I'm Paul Guyon, your Lead Machine coach, host, and international best-selling author and tech and marketing expert. I'm passionate about helping you, entrepreneurs, coaches, and solo entrepreneurs, tackle their tech, master their message, and design their dream. Are you ready to unleash your full potential and achieve extraordinary results? Then you're in the right place. We'll dive deep into strategies, insights, and stories of trailblazers who have overcome the obstacles of technology, marketing, and mindset and are making a huge impact on their audiences and customers. So buckle up and get ready for an exhilarating ride filled with inspiration, motivation, and practical advice, whether you're just starting out or just uh, looking to take your business to the next level. Let's get this conversation started and turn your dreams into reality. So today in this episode, we discuss how to connect with the right ideal clients at the right time with your irresistible message, what to do and what not to do when creating your marketing to bring in more of your ideal clients on autopilot with a simple framework. And on a personal note, I met our guests at a virtual event hosted by Michael Whitehouse. Somehow we ended up in the same break room, breakout room, I think three times, maybe more. And we learned we learned, learned pretty quickly that we had a lot in common teaching entrepreneurs how to get leads online and how to attract them with powerful systems and frameworks. And so I'm excited to introduce our guest, uh, Kimberly, or is it Kim? Kimber- Kim or Kimberly. Kimberly White Camp, like the, like the color white and going to summer camp. Kimberly, <laughs> Kimberly White Camp is a coach, marketing strategist, and podcaster as creator of the 5C Marketing Framework and host of the More Conversations, Clients, and Cash podcast. She helps coaches connect, cultivate, and convert their communities into uh, a growing business and clients. She works with her clients to put the right message in front of the right person at the right time, especially with email marketing. Uh, She helps people increase their open rate to 80%, wow. Increase list size by 40% with a single campaign and double conversions on their landing pages. And she loves talking about marketing travel and all things 
sci-fi. I'm a sci-fi uh, freak too. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to talk about that in a moment. So welcome, Kimberly. Thank you so much for coming. My first question though is, what's your favorite sci-fi show or movie? Ooh. Well, first, I want to say thank you, Paul, so much for having me on <laughs> and for the invitation. I'm excited to chat yeah. with you today. Yeah. Choosing just one was so very difficult, but I will go with the one that I literally rewatch like once a year, uh, and that would be Babylon 5. Hmm. Really, you know what? It's about time for Independence Day. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I watch Independence Day um, every year. <laughs> And there's oh, there's a okay. remake there's a remake of that movie too, but uh, I'm a I'm a Trekkie. I grew up in the Ooh, 60s yeah. and in 70s, and so I'm I'm a Trekkie. But uh, again, thanks for coming to the show uh, and and accepting the invitation. Um, but uh, interesting, the audience converter. So how did you get started as the audience converter, and and why do you do this? Yeah, that's a great question. So we're going to rewind quite a little bit ways here. And uh, I've done this in 60 seconds or less, but I think I'll be a okay. little bit longer this time around. Um, All right. So when I went to go graduate from university, um, I was lucky enough to be in university all of a month before the last Great Recession. So job opportunities were kind of scarce. So uh, I had an option to move to Spain and become an English teacher. So I said, OK, I'll do that. Why not? Wow. I love traveling. And uh, I did it for a couple of years. But um, after a few years, I didn't want to renew my contract, but I didn't know what was going to go on next, what I was going to do next. And my mother sent me an email and it said job opportunity, not spam. It's my very first marketing lesson, right? It's from my mom. So of course, I was going to open it. And the subject line was curiosity inducing. It was very relevant to what was going on in my life. So of course, I was going to open it. And it was all about travel writing and a course. So I, I got the course, I finished it in a weekend, and I was published within a month. Uh, but I quickly realized that travel writing didn't pay very well. Uh, it yeah. was great if you're like retired and want to supplement your income. But as a career, it doesn't necessarily pay very well. But from there, uh, I was introduced to the world of copywriting and direct response copywriting. And I took my first course and never looked back. So I dived deep into uh, copywriting and all the different methods of persuasion and how, you know, finding the right words and how to structure everything. And I did that for a number of years. Uh, wanted to switch uh, the niches that I was serving. At the time, I had a different podcast just talking about copywriting. And I went to a podcast convention, met a bunch of coaches, and I was like, I like these people. I want to serve mm -hmm. them. They're really invested in who they serve and making a difference and an impact in the world. And by helping them, I can help even more people. So uh, let's dive in. And I launched Audience Converter in uh, auspiciously February of 2020 before knowing that the world was going to shut down. Wow. Wow. And it, as you talk, we are more and more alike as, as we go. Who is your favorite copywriter? And it, it, just one of them. It's, let's say top two or three. Just mention a couple of them that favorite are favorite copywriter. I don't necessarily have favorites, but I, I have people I like to follow and just learn from. Um, so for a while there, it was Abby Woodcock. She's not really in the in the world anymore, uh, but she wrote and she was really uh, known for voice. And I took a class from her on like how to capture your client's voice, which is a, a huge piece of what I, I help my clients figure out is like, you know, how do I talk in my own voice in marketing? Um, yeah. And then uh, Chris Orzachowski, it's a fun one to say. His whole thing is email. 
and uh, very irreverent, but very fun emails and, and just learning from him and the storytelling and all the different things he's learned. It's been fascinating. And uh, number three, I don't know. Um, as I said, I don't really follow that many, but I would say like uh, Tarzan K is also quite fun. She's also another email copywriter and I like her branding as well. She's very, you know, owning who she is and teaching about the, the power of just being yourself, uh, which is another big thing for me and my clients. So those are just some of the people that I have uh, followed and learned from over the years. But there's so many great, great copywriters out there. Yeah, my, mine was uh, Dan Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Dan Kennedy was was one of, a big influence, and uh, and uh, Clayton Makepeace, who's uh, who's passed on, but he he's a real uh, a real powerhouse and a biker, and so he was he was kind of compelling for for me and for uh, for my interests when I was first starting getting uh, involved in copywriting. Yeah, so, I know both um, of those people. I did my training through AWAI and uh, they have courses oh, okay. and, and did masterminds through them. So I, I knew actually both of them. And so you know, you know, Bob Bly then too. Bob Bly. Yes, I've met yeah, Bob. Bob. <laughs> oh, have you? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. A few times. Yeah, he seems, uh, seems, seems he's, well, he's my age and he's, uh, he just loves to write. He just, he, does. Uh, he doesn't want, he's, he's got a, He's got a set of uh, set of ways about him that are very unique, and he's written just tons of books. So, so I think great. it's like thirty plus or something, like a book a year or something like that. He's got so many. Yeah, yeah, he does. So, well, thank you for that. What about these frameworks that you're talking about instead of templates? What's uh, what's the difference, and and why do you why do you think frameworks are more powerful if you do than templates? Yeah. So my whole approach to marketing is twofold, right? Number one is that you should view your marketing as uh, giving a taste of what it's like to work with you, right? Especially if you're in the online world, you're in the online space, there's a high probability your clients are never going to meet you in person uh, unless you run like a three-day event or something, and then they might meet you, but not like have an actual conversation with you. Um, So our marketing is the only um, impression that our clients have of us. So you want to really be true to yourself in your marketing because it's going to give them a preview of what it's like to actually work with you when they hire you. And also, I believe marketing is uh, you talking to people who want your help. They just don't know your name yet. Uh, So with those two thoughts in mind, it's really important for us to be ourselves and be authentic and really own who we are and the way we view the world when doing our own marketing. And when you use a template, it's really difficult. And this is also my, my challenge with using AI as well, is because when people see a template, the way our brains work is we fill in the blanks, but then we think the rest is fine. So we yeah. don't change anything with a template. It's fill in the blank or what I like to call Mad Lib marketing. I don't know if you uh-huh. uh, ever played Mad Libs in the car, right? You have a story. You ask people around you for like a color or a piece of clothing. There's these blanks in the story and you ask people around you for the blanks. But uh, then you read the story out loud and it's nonsensical, right? It's like about an elephant wearing pink tutus that are driving down by the riverside and picking up, I don't know, uh, presents for a birthday party for their really long distance niece or something. Like it doesn't make any sense. And that's what happens with templates um, Mm. is that people just fill in the blanks and they're not sure what to change because we have this idea of, well, if somebody made this template and it's high converting, then I don't want to touch anything else. 
because I'm not sure what's going to uh, make the impact and not make the impact with my audience. So it doesn't really sound like you. And it doesn't really mm -hmm. give a perspective of what it's like to work with you when you use a template. And it's the same thing with AI, right? Uh, it, you have to know yeah. exactly how to talk to the robot and how to teach the robot. And you have to reteach the robot each time to sound like you. So it's really difficult to realize, well, what am I missing? What should I be talking about? When I talk about frameworks, though, it's more in terms of uh, prompts. So it's all about the different pieces that you want in your particular marketing. So, you know, I'm sure you've mentioned uh, Dan Kennedy and Bob Bly. Um, so when learning about how to do long form sales letters, right, old school direct mail in your in your actual physical mailbox, there is a pattern to it and there's a format to it and there's a framework to it. So first you start with your lead, then you get into the intro, then you get into introducing the product, then you add testimonials like there's a framework to follow. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a pathway to kind of guide your people along. And so what I've done is kind of broken down a lot of different marketing um, projects, if you will, or marketing strategies. And instead of saying, okay, fill in the blank, it's this is where you highlight your benefits. Next, you need to insert a testimonial, try to make it a story. Next, you need to do this. Next, you need to do that. So it gives people prompts on what to write about or what to talk about on a video or what to cover in a podcast, uh, but it doesn't give them the actual words. Instead, mm. it gives them um, ideas and prompts and creative ways for you to realize what you want to write about, but then you can still write from being yourself. And then you are in your marketing and it becomes a taste of what it's like to work with you. Nice. Can you give an example of uh, one of those projects, uh, the frameworks of one of the projects? Let's say it would be a for a lead magnet. Is yes. that be a good example? Sure. So like with a lead magnet, you know, what is your goal? Your goal is to get people to say, that's interesting enough for me. I want to download it. Right. So when coming up with your topic for your lead magnet, right, not even talking about what to put in it, but your topic for your lead magnet is first you say, OK, um, who am I talking to? And then you decide right. what's their big problem and what can I yep. solve in two pages or less? OK, great. Now I know my topic. So mm -hmm. it's a series of questions to guide you to figuring out your topic instead of um, instead of just a. Uh, fill in the blank. This is how you come up with the topic. You know, here's go brainstorm. Like brainstorming is usually not enough for most people. They're like, what am I supposed to brainstorm? Give me an idea. Give me a prompt. So those are, uh, that's one of the things I talk about um, when uh, talking about lead magnets and like with the 5C framework that you mentioned earlier, that's mm -hmm. like uh, the process through which you sit down to do any and all of your marketing. So gotcha. first is clarify. Who am I talking to and what is their problem? Connect. What are they going to see this? Where are they going to see this, right? Is this going to be somebody who's already on your list? Is this somebody who's never heard of you? Is this in a summit? Is this on social media? Then once you've connected with them, you want to cultivate them, build the relationship, right? Most people mm -hmm. don't fall into that 3% of being ready to buy. So you want to talk to them until they're ready. So you cultivate the relationship. Then you convert them, right? You convert them. They be, conversion can mean taking an action, not necessarily buying something. So they clicked, right. they opened, they did the thing you wanted them to do and then celebrate because you want to celebrate them taking the action. You want them to feel good about taking the action, especially after a sale. 
but you also want to create a really great experience for your clients once they become clients in that celebration piece. And then it starts all over again. Nice. I like that. So tell me about the, you mentioned autopilot. So you've got the, the, the framework for developing your marketing. And then obviously there's the operational part of it behind it. Uh, But you mentioned the, the autopilot. What's, what makes, what's different about that? So when you are talking about leads on autopilot in particular, it's a, a framework and a process to go through to create your entire lead generation funnel. And what puts it on autopilot is it's so dialed in that it can run without you. Or the other definition of autopilot, right, is that we do things on autopilot because it doesn't require thought. So every Tuesday morning, you know, you're going to post this thing on social. It's there. It's ready. You don't have to think about it. It's just copy, paste, post. Um, So when I talk about autopilot, what can you create that'll do what you want it to do in the background, right? Um, So there's a a lot of different ways to do this. Uh, You can outsource it. You can do it yourself, but it's on autopilot where you don't have to think about it. Or you can outsource it to a technology solution, which is what I often recommend to my people. Um, And part of the process is to be in the right frame of mind to be creating your promotional copy at the same time you're creating the actual lead magnet. So what often happens is people will get an idea, they'll create a lead magnet, they're like, cool, it's done. And then they don't promote it. They don't tell anyone it exists. They just (laughs) like, oh, well, you know, um, my, uh, it's on my, it's on my website. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, you can go get it, right? But then people don't see it. They don't know about it. And no one can download what they don't know about. Um, I called it field field of dreams marketing, right? If you build it, they will not come. You have to tell people about it. Uh, But often people are like, oh, I don't know what to say anymore because it's been so long since they created the lead magnet, even if it's only been a day or two. So what I help people do is create all of it at once. So you've literally created an entire library that you don't ever have to update because your information's evergreen, right? Your information's evergreen and it's um it's really powerful. So you can just keep talking about it again and again and again and again and put it into a tool that'll put it on autopilot, that'll automatically post it when it needs to post it, and you'll you'll get a nice steady stream of leads that way. Gotcha. Nice. And so how do you accomplish all that? You you use your your uh your five C system to do that? Is there something else that that you uh more prompts to, to get that all done. You, you have a methodology that you use when you uh, create a lead magnet. Yes. So uh, one the big way that I, I help my, my clients do it is I, I host a two-day boot camp where I guide them through the entire process and they get it done okay. and it's ready to go in two days. Um, and part of that is really diving into that clarify piece. Um, right. So before we sit down to create our marketing, We want to have a clear idea of what we want. So often when people come to me and they say, well, my marketing's not working, insert marketing type here, social media, email, podcasting, my YouTube, whatever. Um, And often that's because people do something called tactics first. They've heard I should go live on Facebook. So they go live on Facebook once every Thursday at 9 a.m. But they're often Mm -hmm. figuring out their topic about five seconds before they hit the go live button. (laughs) 
Yeah. Which is not a good use of your resources and it doesn't fit into an overall plan. So instead, before you sit down to create your marketing, I have people go through this 5A process and that's the leads okay. on autopilot framework. Number one is who's your audience? Who is this particular piece of marketing for? So if you're going to sit down to write an email to your list, that's a different audience than if you're going to sit down to create a lead magnet because they're different types of people, right? One of them knows who you are. The other person does not know who you are. It's a very different mindset, right? So once you know who you're talking to, then you have to ask yourself, okay, what are their big questions right now? What are they asking? What is the ask? And then from there, uh, once you've got the top questions for that particular person, right, then you go on to audit. Now, audit is not knowing your numbers in this case. Audit is knowing where are they in the client journey that you've mapped out. And uh, what do you already have to answer this question and what's missing? Where's the gap? And wherever that right. gap is, you move to step number four, which is answer. That's when you create the marketing. That's your email, that's your social post, that's your lead magnet, right? So first you defined your audience, then you found out what they're asking, then you audited where they are in the journey and what is missing, where the gap is, then you provided your answer. And then the last and most important piece is action. Tell them what to do next. So some people say, well, I'm worried. You know, I don't want to like be pushy and I don't want to have to be promo-y and salesy. The reality is the internet is becoming even more crowded as we speak. So if you don't tell them what to do next, they don't know. And there's so many other things happening in their world that it's easy for them to forget about you because they're not gonna go search for the answer. They're not gonna go search for what comes next. So if you tell them what comes next and what to do and the action to take, you not only uh, create a micro-commitment, right? That call to action, micro-commitment mm -hmm. to get them further into your world, but you are also are guiding them along the path to getting more answers to the problem they have already said they want a solution for. Right, and also we talked about this audit uh, in your keynote on that uh, at at the uh, virtual event that we were on, mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned the audio audit, and I went, "Wow, that's that's really great." Because what that does for you is it tells you, it informs you that, oh, I've been creating content for the bottom of the funnel to they are they, they should have already known, like, and trusted me, but I didn't do anything about those things to to get them to know me. Uh, to even know that they had a problem or the know to be seeking a solution or that there's possible solutions, you 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 it helps you identify the gaps in your content so you can create that content uh, to, so you're able to answer those questions in an effective way. So absolutely, that was one, that was one of the reasons why I, why uh, what I really liked about you was that audit uh, mm. what you mentioned what you mentioned in your keynote. So um, that really helps helps you uh, as a coach or as a content creator. No, and and so how do you know? How do you how do you audit? How do you do that audit? Talk, talk a little bit about that. So how do you do the audit? There's a lot of different ways, and it really depends on the person and how long they've been in the game, if you will. Uh, yeah. But there's this perception among people that everything you create needs to be brand new, right? Always mm. got to be creating content. Always got to be creating content. Now I'm not saying to stop creating content. But most likely you have hidden gems buried in everything you've already done. So the first step for the audit is I tell people to go and look at what they have. Go through all of your files 
And uh, easy way, you know, put it into a massive spreadsheet or hire someone to do it for you. Um, right. A lot of uh, coaches, they might have a part time VA or assistant or something. And that's something you can easily hand off. Mm -hmm. And what you want to do is you want to know what it is. So is it a blog post? Is it audio? Is it video? What is it? Right. You want to know um, the topic title and the theme. What is the theme? So this is about lead generation. This is about nurture. This is about um, increasing conversions. Right. What is the theme of that particular piece? And so then you have this at-a-glance view of everything you've ever created. And often we can repurpose something. So you've made a podcast. Great. Well, then you can also make a LinkedIn post out of your podcast. And you can make a LinkedIn newsletter out of your podcast. And, you know, if you really want to make the most out of something, you can gather all of the solo episodes you've done on a podcast and make it into a book. I mean, there's so many different ways for you to use the content you already have. So you're not starting from scratch. Now, that's not to say you won't change things about it. You won't edit it. You won't reformat it for the new platform right. it's going to be on. But it'll save you all the time, energy, and resources of coming up with a new idea, writing something from scratch, all of the editing. Uh, so a lot of us were like, eh, I don't want to do marketing because it feels like this is such a huge, overwhelming challenge that there's so many steps. But if you go through what you already have and realize, wow, I've already got all of this stuff already. Now I just need to put it into the places where my people are. Then it becomes so much easier and it's faster. And that's also where the knowing your audience comes in. Because if you've written something, for example, on LinkedIn for one particular audience, but you serve another audience, all you need to make is a few changes, a few tweaks and swap out an example. And it's the same information. It's the same value for somebody, but now it's for a different audience. And you have a brand new piece of content that people are going to find because the way the internet works and the way algorithms work is people get results based on what they're looking for. So the person who you served before found the article. And if you use most of the same content, but change it a little bit, then the person you now want to talk to will still find it. And they're not going to be worried that you created this other version of it because that's not them. And that's not what they're looking for. Right. And it's not duplicate because you've, you've, uh, you've repurposed it. You've re you've, yes. you've given it a new framework uh, or a, a new, uh, you framed it in a different way for a different audience. So absolutely. Yeah. That's the key, right? Don't, don't just copy paste. <laughs> like you do have to make changes yeah. to this. Yeah. 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 And that, that probably, we talked a little bit about AI, uh, you mentioned it, and it's kind of the same th same thing in the way uh, you can get ideas from it. Uh, and we talked about this uh, in one of our break rooms is you've got to make, you've got to make it real. Mm -hmm. You've got to make it, you get, you've got to make it yours. And so, and you can tell, you can tell content that it's, uh, you, you can tell when people are using AI content. Uh, because it's usually longer than if you're used to seeing their writing, for sure, you know, that, uh, th that it's been generated by AI and, uh, but you have to make it real and you have to put your own examples in there, your own voice in it. You, you don't just copy and paste. Uh, and so you, it's, you sort of re repurpose the content that you get from AI also. Wow. Absolutely. That's that's the real key. As I said earlier, my definition of marketing is a small taste of what it's like to work with you. So yeah. number one, right, we don't want to be providing the same service as a robot in the first place. Right. But number two is 
there's going to be a flood of more of the same, right? Now it's easier than ever for somebody to whip up a 2000 word blog post because they can get AI to write it. Now, AI, you know, some of it's pretty good. Some of it's not. And it just Mm -hmm. depends on how you know how to use the tool, but that's what it is. It's a tool. SEO is a tool. Facebook is a tool. Um, Reels are a tool. You have to combine everything though into an overall strategy and map the path you want your client to go through in order for it to really work with you, right? Going live is not a strategy, especially if you don't know what you're going to talk about, but going (laughs) live when you know, okay, first we're going to talk this topic, then this topic, then we're going to lead them to this action. You want to have that pathway mapped out, right? So anytime you talk about marketing, you have to combine tactics and strategy. Tactics are not strategy and AI is another tactic. Exactly. So how do you know what to say? How do you know what to say in your marketing? And I know we've just talked about frameworks and we've talked about um, these prompts that, that you're talking about in the, in the way that you approach things. How do we know what to say? Yeah, that's a good question. And it's something I think a lot of people struggle with is, well, here's what I do. And you know, I'll sit down and ask somebody what they do and who they serve and how they transform people's lives. And they'll give me a really great answer. And then they'll say something like, but I don't know how to say that in marketing speak. So first, I want to kind of rewrite that idea. There is no such, well, there is a thing such as marketing speak, but um, lucky for us, audiences have become pretty darn clear about when something is marketing speak. They Mm -hmm. can spot it from a mile away because uh, people of my generation, for example, have seen something like 19,000 to 35,000 marketing images a year. Okay, we know it. We recognize it. So really the powerful piece is to just be you, but make sure you're talking to your people and using their language. Um, So one of the things I'll have people do is you can look at what you've written, and then I want you to highlight any word that's unique to your vocabulary and ask, if I said this to a stranger, would they know what I'm talking about? Or depending on what it is that you're covering, what it is that you're teaching or coaching on, Um, You know, thinking to yourself, is this a term that's really uh, specific to my methodology or is this specific to just a solution overall? So that's what we call jargon, right? Uh, Those are all the really fancy terms that we use that people may not know about. Uh, So what what I often do is in giving like a presentation or talking to somebody, I'll do a vocabulary lesson, right? Here's what a lead magnet means to me. We started this show with here's my definition of marketing. Uh, Because we have all these terms out there in the world, but some people are using it in different ways. So how do you know what to say? You go through the process. First, you really have to know who your audience is. And while it might seem nice to just say, well, I work with women over 50, that's not an audience. That's like two thirds of the population over 50. Like it doesn't really help you. You really need to be very, very specific. And don't think about it in terms of excluding people. Instead, think about it as highlighting the people you can get the best results for and attracting them. Because people will self-select. If you say, I serve, I don't know, let's do really, really specific here. Um, I help postpartum women regain their pre-baby body in 90 days. That's really, really specific, right? Really specific. And there's a lot of those. 
There are a lot of those, right? It's really specific. But guess what? If a, a woman who's six months post giving birth to a baby finds you and she's like, oh, you can help me in 90 days? Yes, please. Like just because it's been longer for her, maybe it's been two years and now she wants to regain her pre-baby body. That's okay. It's just a really easy example for me uh, to go to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you can see though how that's really focusing in on a very particular person. This is a person who wants to lose weight, but has very specific circumstances as to why they gained weight in the first place. And they have a very specific goal, right? Uh, as opposed to, I want to help women lose weight. Well, you've identified like 35% of the Western world. I mean, that's not really an audience. And so it becomes so much easier to give examples, to, to say things that'll really have your ideal client lean in and be like, oh my gosh, she's talking to me. When you have a very specific idea to start with. So the very first thing you want to do when you want to know what to say is literally to sit down and decide who you're talking to. And it may seem, you know, it's something a lot of people have heard, right? Oh, of course, I need to know my audience. I need to know my client. But oftentimes we go the easy route, right? We go to anyone who wants to be more productive, anyone who wants to lose weight, anyone who wants to, and when it's anyone who, suddenly my brain shuts down because I can't think of anyone who. That's like too broad of a grouping, Yeah. right? But if you go to the productivity example, for example, someone who wants to be more productive. Okay, well, uh, how about a CEO who's running a multi-million dollar company wanting to be more productive. Or you've got a stay-at-home mom who wants to uh, start a side hustle that makes her at least $1,500 a month uh, in less than five hours a week because the rest of the time she's being a stay-at-home mom. Or you've got the solopreneur who's got, you know, solo self-employed doing all the things, uh, but wants to launch a side hustle. Those are three very different people. All of them want to be more productive. But the way you speak to them, the questions they have, the challenges they're facing, the solutions they think they're looking for are very, very different. So knowing who you're talking to will tell you who, what to say. Excellent. And so we've talked about frameworks and repurposing content and doing inventories and things like that. What tools and, and resources do you use to accomplish some of those things. We've also talked about technology solutions, but one specifically, let's talk about for a minute about the tools that you use for repurposing content. Tools for repurposing content, yeah. So um, this is actually where AI can be a huge asset for you. Um, mm -hmm. It's a, a, a tactic or a tool to help you achieve something. So for example, I have this new tool that I am loving called Cast Magic. I upload my podcast and it creates a bunch of things to share. So it creates a LinkedIn newsletter. It creates an email newsletter. It creates um, show notes or, you know, timestamped uh, highlights. And I take that and I rewrite them. So I don't take it, you know, exactly as is, um, but it's a starting point. So instead of me having to write it all, it takes me 10 to 15 minutes to rewrite it in my way of wanting to use it, right? Um, so it is mm -hmm. using my audio, right? So it's somewhat already in my voice, but I can repurpose it then. Um, another great mm -hmm. tool I like to use, um, and I've been using this tool well before chat GPT came onto the market, and that's called Missing Letter. Uh, and what it does is it's connected to my website. So every time I publish a new podcast episode, it takes the show notes that are on the page and automatically generates social media shares. 
So then I go through and I review it. It takes about five minutes. And, you know, sometimes it'll like grab the copy of like the social media handles for my guest. I'm not going to share that out on social to promote the episode. So I can just choose a different one, right? I can change, um, I can change the pre selected options. Um, it also generates like a, an image quote. So it looks like a quote. Uh, it's a visual and it's got a quote from yeah. the episode. That's always great. And then it's connected to my social channels. So it automatically gets scheduled for a 12 month campaign. So every nice. single episode I, I publish, it gets published like the day it goes live. It gets published three days later. It gets published, I think, a month later Then three months later. I forget. Like, And you can change how often it gets published or whatever. But this constantly brings me new leads. And mm -hmm. I don't have to think about it. It's literally on autopilot. There's an example, right? It's repurposing. It's taking right. a podcast and now creating social content for it. Um, and it's really simple to use, right? So another tool to repurpose, for example, is... Um, I've got uh, the tool I use to make lead magnets, right? I can clone a lead magnet, change what I want and make it for a new audience. Because it's a click of a button to make a copy of what of the lead magnet I already made. I can change the call to action. I can change the imagery. I can change the graphics. I can change the copy. But I don't have to start from scratch because it's already done. And then I'm just switching it out, right? So maybe the first time through, I did it for newbies. And then the second time through, I do it for established coaches. So right. some of the, the evergreen content or what I want to cover, what I want to highlight, that stays the same, but I switch out an example. I switch out, you know, the introduction. I switch out uh, the imagery, right? But again, pretty quickly, and it repurposes it. Uh, and I use Beacon uh, to, create my, um, to create my lead magnets because I am not a graphic huh. designer in any way, shape, or form. And Canva is incredibly frustrating to me. Uh, oh, but this, really? This particular tool, um, it's it makes the downloadable and it makes it look pretty and everything from the beginning. And you can start with a template and then put in your own stuff. So that's nice. Uh, but the template is literally, it's just like, here's your pages. There's no copy in it. And then you put in your own stuff. So that's what I like about it. Um, huh. Yeah. So those are just nice. a few of the tools I use to repurpose things. Awesome. And uh, missing letter, is that a WordPress plugin? No. Um, it connects to an RSS feed. So, oh, okay. yeah. yeah, so it's, it's web-based and as long as you have an RSS feed, which if you have a website or if you have a podcast, you should have one. Um, yeah, so mm -hmm. for example, you could connect it to the RSS feed for where you host your podcast. It doesn't have to be on the website, but I want to direct people to my website instead of my podcast host. Um, so yeah, you just right. connect it to the RSS feed. And if you do any sort of regular content, so let's say you have a YouTube channel or you have a um, you have a podcast or you write a regular blog, you can connect it to the RSS feed of that and it'll do the same thing. Nice, nice, nice. We like tools. We like tools. Tools are yeah. your friend. But again, you want to have a you want to have a strategy for using the tools. Um, right. And you and do it clearly. That's what I love. Are there yes. any other tools that 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 you can't live without that you'd like to mention before we move on to the next uh, little bit here? Sure. So if you're wanting to create a lead generation funnel and you don't have a email system yet, or even if you don't have a website yet, I like to uh -huh. use ConvertKit because uh, ConvertKit, even at the free tier, will let you make a landing page for somebody to download your PDF, and it will deliver yep. the PDF and the email. 
Uh, so it's a great way to start an email list, especially even if you don't have a, a website yet, because it has the landing page created for you. Um, and I've used ConvertKit for, I don't even know, five, six years. Um, so it's what I use for my email marketing campaigns. And I love it. It's it's pretty visual and it makes sense. And you don't have to make 17 clicks to get the stats that you want. Right. Yeah, I've used ConvertKit and I have, have some clients who are using it. And uh, I've also used AWeber. Mm -hmm. uh, which which does basically the same thing. Uh, and, and it's been around, I think it's been around a little bit longer, but- Oh yeah, uh, Aweber is one of the originals, I think. Yeah, um, but there's, there's so many email tools out there and most of them at the base do the same thing. Yeah. Um, so it just depends on what you're looking for, for sure. Right, right. So how do you get engagement for your lead magnet? I know saying the right thing really helps, but are you doing it, you know, you're doing it where your con where your your audience congregates. So talk a little bit about engagement for your lead magnets. Yeah. So again, you know, your lead magnet is your tool, uh, and then you need to connect it. You need to have a strategy to promote it. So one of the easiest ways is to pre-write a bunch of shares to put out on social media when you create your lead magnet. And so constantly, you know, once a week, once a month, once a day, if you want, depending on the social platform you're using, put out a social share that directs people to go download it. Um, another really great thing I love doing is giveaways. Uh, so that's, you know, you and a bunch of other experts who serve the same audience, give away a free gift. And so you can get yeah. tons of steady leads that way. Um, so I do that. Uh, I do giveaways a lot. And, uh, you know, summits, podcasts, interviews, like, uh, when we get to the end here, I'll be giving away one of my lead magnets, right? So, yeah, um, right. you know, being on podcasts, having a next step for any and all marketing that you do. So, right. you know, if you go live on Facebook, great. Tell them to go take an action. Now, that action could just be commenting on the video if that's your goal for the video. But if you want to lead them somewhere, if you want to get them into your world, if you want to know more about the person who's watching what you're doing, um, and it's the same thing with podcasts, right? We don't really know who's listening. We can get numbers, right? I know that 750 people downloaded an episode last month for my podcast, which is kind of cool. I don't know who those 750 right. people are, though. So every episode I have has a link as well to one of my lead magnets for people to explore. So how do you know what social channels to use? What, what method do you do to discover that? How so when talking out? about social channels, um, the first and most important piece is choose the social channel you will use. Right. It's really okay. important. Um, and what I mean by that is I have lost track of the number of people who've come to me and said, I was told to do this, 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 this. And it's like a list of 17 things. And right. I don't know about you, but I don't have time <laughs> to do 17 different channels uh, to focus on. So first you want to choose one or two to start with. You want to test, but really you want to know, is this a channel I will use? Ask yourself and be really honest with yourself. So for example, Instagram. I had ambitions, but now I've officially said I'm not using Instagram. And here's why. I don't take photos on my phone. I don't. If I'm going on vacation, then sure, I take a ton of photos, but my pictures are of old buildings because I love old buildings and old architecture. <laughs> and you know, it's of like Egyptian artifacts because I'm obsessed with ancient Egypt. It's not pictures of me, and it's certainly not pictures of me being in my business. So Instagram, you cannot create a post without a picture. It has to have a picture or a video. So yeah. I don't take a lot of pictures. 
And I don't want to have to make a graphic every single day. So Instagram is not for me. It doesn't matter if my ideal clients are on Instagram. I have tried and failed numerous times to start using Instagram. And I won't because I'm not already doing the activity. So there's nothing to say that I can't do it in the future. But to start, what are you already doing? Where are you already hanging out? And where could you stand to spend the time? So while, yes, you want to know where your audience is, you also want to choose a marketing strategy, especially for your first one, that you'll actually do. So I've had people tell me, you know, um, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. And they've never recorded a selfie video in their life. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, you tell me how that works out for you. Give it 30 days and tell me how many videos you recorded. And the answer is zero. I can tell you right now. Because you're not used to doing it. And it feels complex and overwhelming. So we're like, don't even know where to get started. I'm just not going to do it. So where is your strong suit? What are you already doing? There are some people who take a TikTok every day already. Great. Then start making some of those TikToks for your business. That's easy because you're already doing it. There are some people who are already writing. Now, if you're not doing anything, I recommend starting with writing simply because it's the least amount of prep. But again, where are you going to do it? So if you're going to start a blog, I'd start with Medium instead of your own website right now, simply because you're going to get more views. People are going to find you on Medium more than finding you on your website, especially if SEO is not a part of your strategy yet, right? So what is it that you're already doing? Or what is it that seems pretty easy for you to get started? If taking selfies seems easy for you to get started, but writing seems like a challenge, then absolutely use Instagram. (laughs) Like... Keep (laughs) in mind what's going to be easiest for you to get started. And then think of who it is that you really want to serve. And then ask yourself, are those people there? Right? There's the big social channels, but there's a ton of other platforms too. But some of those other platforms are strictly for social interaction. There is no method by which you can promote a business. And if you try and promote a business, people will attack you for it on those channels. So know about the channel. know deep down inside what you will actually do and then ask yourself about where your people are. Most likely, if you don't know where to start, if your people are over the age of 30, you can probably go to Facebook. If they're under the age of 30, you can probably go to Instagram and or TikTok. And if your audience is professional, LinkedIn's always a good bet. Right. Great advice. So Kimberly, as we wrap up with your final words, What are three things our listeners can do today to put these ideas into action? Yeah. So number one, set a clock, set a timer for 30 minutes and go find all of the marketing files you've already made and start making a list. And I say 30 minutes because you don't want to like, you know, get lost in the ethos. Uh, (laughs) So start with 30 minutes and you'll be amazed at how much stuff you find just in 30 minutes. Start a spreadsheet. Or, you know, start writing by hand. This is the article title. This is what it's about. This is the article title. This is what it's about. This is it. This is the video title. This is what it's about. This is my blog post. These are my, you know, images. This is my podcast episode, whatever that is. Go ahead and make a list and list your themes. Number two is to sit down 
and write a two-word sentence of your ideal client. An ideal sentence of your ideal client. And remember, try and go deep. Try and go deep. So don't just say women over 50. What kind of women over 50? Are they married? Are they single? Do they have kids? Um, do they want to travel? Are they nomads? You know, really go deep into who is really looking for what you do. And if you don't know where to get started, think of your favorite client and just write a two-word description of them, right? Who is the person right. you loved working with and would want 10 more? Then write a two-word description of them. And so that way you have something in front of you for when you create your marketing, you can remind yourself, oh, it's this person. That's who I'm writing for. Okay. So number one, right. make a list of your assets. Give yourself 30 minutes only. Number two, write a two-word description of your ideal client so that you can sit down and always know what you're talking about. And then number three is to uh, have a call to action. So what is it that call to action you want people to take? So if we're talking lead gen, most likely it's to go download my lead magnet. And then of course, if you don't have a lead magnet, you'll want to create one, but easiest method first. So if you don't have a lead magnet yet, what can you do to get people into your world? And the simple thing is, you know, you can post out, hey, if you want to hear more from me, um, PM me and I'll add you to my email list. Like that works too, right? Yeah, uh, so yeah. what is the simplest method to get people into your world and make sure that's your call to action? Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly. It's been uh, a pleasure having you on the show and uh, some really, really good advice. I really appreciate it. I'm going to take some action here and do some of those things that you recommended because it's really good stuff. Um, Kimberly has a gift. It's called the High Converting Lead Magnet Guide. And you can get that guide at www.thelead, or I'm sorry, www.theaudienceconverter.com forward slash lead dash magnet dash guide okay i'll repeat that www.theaudienceconverter.com forward slash lead dash magnet dash guide or visit the website the lead machine growth show and to the episode that will be on on the episode page for kimberly and you'll be able to download that and get into kimberly's world and learn about frameworks and her five five c system and her five a system uh, framework, which was uh, really compelling. I think I, I really enjoyed that, uh, learning about that. So Kimberly, thanks again for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And remember, faith and action go hand in hand. So put the pedal to the metal. And until next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show, I'm Paul Guyon. So long for now. Thanks, Paul. Thanks. Thank you for tuning into the Lead Machine Growth Show with Paul Guyon, where we show you how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream so that you can transform your vision into reality. Remember to visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show.